The year is 835, post diversions. We see bustling streets of people of all races, kids running excitedly from market store to market store, grabbing gleaming candies and sweet pastries, their parents walking tiredly behind them, paying for their enthusiastic children. Teenagers pretending not to care, but secretly enjoying the glittering lights of reflective fabric strung up. And the bursting and booming sounds of fireworks going off overhead. It's a chaotic sprawl of festive fun. In Abdar's promenade, this is Aman. And as the camera snakes past the celebrating crowds, we see all of you. Looking and smiling, atmosphere is infectious, but it always is. On the first of Horusol, a new year always starts with the new dawn festival. Celebrating the changes the new year brings, we see you walking through the bustling streets as the night draws on. You all know it will become more chaotic, as it is every year. The midnight feast is not far off, and the play in a small outdoor amphitheater isn't either. You all have a golden ticket to this event waiting for you at the Knowing Bazaar Inn, left by your last benefactor, Nazreen, a non-binary fire genasi. With a few hours to spare, what do we see you all do? Puval is... Most likely taking it all in. He has most likely acquired uh, food that he is carrying with him and drink on the go. Kuval is a tall Goliath, um, standing over eight feet tall. He is not uh, extremely broad. He's a little bit more lean, I would say, than he is broad. He has a shaved head um, and wears these sort of dark blue, almost lightning bolt-like tattoos that sort of go down across his neck and across his shoulders. He wears basic, well, he's in town, so he's probably not wearing his armor right now. Um, probably just wearing a vest, really. <laughs> And uh, some pants, like uh, like uh, puffy pants, kind of like harem pants style. And he's got sort of uh, pale violet eyes. and Just this clean-looking uh, eyebrow slit above his left eye. And he is just enjoying what the, the event has to offer. Um, probably big, like, I don't know, chicken leg, turkey leg in one hand. Um, just going to town on it. Uh, Jacqueline is uh, about average height for a human woman. Uh, since this is a public event where she knows she will be seen, she is dressed the part of her noble uh, birth uh, rather nicely, but uh, dark colors. Um, she has long, dark, uh, voluminous hair. Um, sort of a long neck and sort of regal features and um she is walking around the event looking to see if there's anyone claiming to be a fortune teller or a card reader and she can sort of analyze and scrutinize uh how they do what they do we see Zaria, and Zaria is a centaur woman. She's uh, about eight feet tall, one of the tallest in the group. And she has deep tan skin with gray eyes, dark black hair that match the equine part of her body. She's wearing simple but nicely made wrap top with a big hood over um, and a matching blanket sort for 
for the horse part of her body. Um, and she has facial tribal tattoos that go down to her chest and stomach as well as her arms. And she's decorated for this festival with lots of jewelry in her hair and around her waist. And she's looking excitedly around, taking all the sights and the vendors and the different fortune tellers. Um, and she's probably talking to Jacqueline uh, excitedly and Neil about what she sees. So Adrian is just walking around, probably very, wearing very garish kind of regal clothing. Uh, he has long reddish brown hair that goes back into almost like dreads and twists, but it's back in a ponytail. Um, and, but you see that he does actually have uh, two large horns coming up and then piercing at the top. They're in onyx black. Uh, there's very little facial hair. It's more of a stubble. Uh, his uh, eyes do have a line of eyeliner around them. His eyes are a sharp yellow. And you see him leaning over and chuckling, talking to his bodyguard, um, who is a Goliath by the name of Farah. She kind of looks over him and pays no attention, and then he leans over to someone else, a servant, a half-elf named Velk. And then he just goes back and forth and is just looking at all the different shops and people around and wondering what sort of mischief they can get into. So I'm standing next to Zadia, not quite as tall, uh, but, you know, challenging the height a little bit. <laughs> Neil stands uh, at a taller than eight feet, like I said, around Zadia's height. Uh, she has gray skin with green hues coming from, like, her her fingertips and even her hairline. You see a little bit of green uh, coming down from it. She has, you know, one of those uh, sweet updo knots with a little bit of hair coming out from behind and she is wearing armor unlike her uh goliath companion because the last time she was in a large city uh you know someone was mean to her so she is wearing some uh a brigadine however it is she's still wearing her sweet crop top uh shroud that's very eclectic in nature, with a lot of beads and feathers and even a few bird skulls here and there. And with a huge symbol, kind of like biker biker jacket status, of the Wild Mother on the back of it. She is walking around, probably looking stoic, but not exactly stoic in how she, you know, is talking with Zadia about all the beautiful things around and all the people and even you know asking how many people do you think here would be interested in the wild mother and such as you make it to the knowing bizarre inn you see a free-storied luxury building fine dark wooden oak outlines the frame of this building golden trim alongside it large draping banner denoting the knowing bizarre inn you are greeted with a swath of sounds smells and laughter you walk over to nazarene and they are dark skin very dark and um, almost almost jet black you see cracks in their skin where like this hot kind of magma almost like pulsates and their hair flows down and uh, kind of cascading down from her uh, from their shoulders and it kind of vibrates this flame um, and they look over you with these uh, amber eyes and they smile seeing the crate and they say Oh, it is so... Uh, can you hold the order, please, and get someone else to do it? It is so amazing to see all of you. Really, it is. You came at the most important time. We actually have one of the council members here. Um, So they're upstairs, and they want one of these bottles. So, uh, Adrian, can you get one of these bottles upstairs ASAP, please? Thank you. No, not that one. The other one. The one that... Uh, the one he's holding... Jason, him, yes. 
and uh, <laughs> they, they go over. Thank all of you for coming. I have your payments. Was it too much trouble? Who had the uh, item? It's just some normal human thieves with nothing better to do. We found them out trying to, you know, in the middle of a bender. But thankfully, they had not tapped into the good stuff yet. Yes, I kicked them in the face. Oh, I hope they're alive. Yeah, they'll survive. You know, just uh, in pain. Yes. They will wish that they had died. They look, they'll look differently than they did before, but... I, oh, I don't want to know. That's very gruesome. Um, but thank you. I mean, they deserved it, I guess, for... Taking my stuff, so karma, I guess, right? Uh, change brings all in a new year. Oh, um, also, uh, someone asked if I knew anyone who is good with work. Um, they're out on the balcony. They didn't want to tell me much, but they're a very prominent city. Um, their name's Phineas. Uh, Phineas Abram the Third. Where is this person? Should we go? Uh. Upstairs on the balcony, um, she said that she was looking for people to help her, people who are skilled. And I said, well, if you can bring back my item, I would highly recommend you. Yes, I mean, uh, so far we are very good at um, transporting items, I would say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure as long as it uh, does not uh, interfere with uh, any of our plans. I look around at everyone. Um I, I'm sure it it probably fits into our uh, our our day. We can most certainly try and do this. Of course. Uh. Well. Uh, if you go up the stairs and uh, they point, they have a whole uh few tables near the back end of the balcony. You'll see her there and some of her entourage. Uh, I think it's their bodyguards. All right. But thank you again. Um. Mills in the house, of course. Just let me know if you want it, and I'll send it to you. Um, shall we uh go try to see um this uh this Phineas person? And as you walk upstairs, you head to the balcony. Unlike downstairs, it is quiet, more reserved, and you see at the far back a few tables, empty. Reserved for the person sitting alone, but for two bodyguards. And as you make your way forward, you see one of these bodyguards has tattoos all over their face, dark armor, and red piercing bloodshot eyes. The other, wearing a mask so you can't see their face, has long red hair cascading down her shoulders. The same black, tight armor, and they all just look at you. You see them, and you see the young woman, short, blonde hair, traveler clothes, not wearing anything fancy. She has a headband on, a backpack on the corner. She's drinking wine and seems to have finished her meal, and she looks at you warmly. Can I help you? Oh, hello. We were told by Nasreen that you were looking for people for a job. Yes, yes, please, sit down. I didn't think that I would get someone so quickly. I'm Phineas Abram III. It is a pleasure to meet all of you. The item I would like you to get is about two fist sizes large. It is a stone-scaled rock. Out, in the scarred lands, just out of Iman. Now I have, from third accounts, that a group of people found this item. And I don't know what happened to the group. All I know is that now they are at the Flame Reach outpost. One survived after whatever happened to them happened. If you could get this item for me. I'm willing to pay 25 silver pieces. And, if this is done successfully, I even have another job for you. A six-month contract. Long-term, I know. But it's two gold pieces a day for the six months. 
A rather lucrative deal. Well, we should stop by there. They had first-hand accounts with whoever thought. Uh, maybe they got a glimpse of who it was. A marking of some sort. But uh, I think I speak for the group when I say it's will take the job. Yes? Uh, yes, I just uh, wanted to um, double-check. This, uh, this first job, you want it done within a week. Uh, you are offering 25 gold. And it silver. Oh, silver. Thank you. That makes so much more sense. Thank you. Um, because it was uh, the second thing you were talking about was um, a long term. Like you were speaking about like six months. That's quite a lot. And uh, two gold a week for that. My reputation always precedes me. So I can just tell you the basics. Um, I am a, an excavator. Ruin hunter, artifact chaser, and I'm currently in my uh, midway pursuit of doing that work. And I'm looking for people to hire to help in excavation project. All right. So you are a collector, and then you you keep the items, or you are a seller of fine items, or Bit of both, yes. And now that you're talking to them, Jacqueline, you and Adrian, you, you know who this is. Now that they're telling you a bit about themselves, um, anything further you kind of need to roll, but just from the base, you know that this is, as I said, uh, Phineas Abram III, one of the most influential and powerful noble people in Iman. Um... She inherited her family's fortune when her family was killed during Fordak's attack. She was a young survivor. Um, and basically after that, uh, rose back up to strength from ruin hunting, artifact chasing, and uh, often and very publicly donates to the survivors of Fordak's occupation charity, or Stock, as it's <laughs> called. Um, so that's all the public information. Do we know any rumors of anything, like, aside from that? From being, like, you know, in the noble courts, as you do, people like to gossip. I'm also interested if the spy profession gives me anything. Mm, okay. So both of you roll intellect. Um, Adrian, you'd give it with one boon. That's a 17. Yeah, and I got a 14. Okay. It is said that, uh, when her family were killed and um, that all of her gold was completely taken from the clasp from um the shipments throughout Iman. um nothing shady comes up she is um not squeaky clean but you know that she's not really liked in noble circles because she's very straight talking and she doesn't really like the whole poppin stance so she often stays away from not only kind of iman but that circle as much as she can when she doesn't need sponsors and that sounds great on people just based on what you said she she kind of lost everything and she came back with a bit of um patronage like almost like people supported her in doing these endeavors because she's yes. so good at it it okay. is um, but no one knows who like who's supporting her um and uh, adrian you know all of that um as well but um it is said that uh when um fox machina um destroyed fordak and the poor treasure was kind of dished out and um, it was said that because of her connections that she actually was able to get back more than what she had previously gotten. And the, the thing that started her off on this ruined chase is that she is rumored to have been accidentally been given an artifact which propelled her into this field. Oh, interesting. Adrian's just staring at her and raises an eyebrow with like a, a really kind of smirk on his face she sees this and kind of like looks and gives her own little quizzical speck and says is there something wrong adrian are you able to afford a little bit more with the job that i'm giving you today for the stone scaled shape item mm -hmm. that's all i know and she just looks at you 
Give me a persuasion if you want. And that's going to be um, a will. Target number uh, 15. Okay. 18. So she, she looks at all of you, runs her hands for her kind of short blonde hair. The item I want you to find is an artifact, I believe. I'm not certain. But the scale stone is, I believe, a dormant scale of Fordak. The item would help me exponentially. At the excavation site, we are currently at a bind. This item, I believe, is powerful. And we are stuck. There is a door that is more than five, six hundred years old. With this scale, I believe we could blow through this door, circumventing any magic or wards that would be locking that door down. Have you considered that doors are sealed for a reason? The past is a mystery. If we didn't go out and search for it, we wouldn't have any of the advances we have now. Fair enough. What do you know of this door? The door is it's sealed. I don't know what magic it is. I believe it's from it's old magic. Strong magic. But Fordak was no ordinary dragon. It was changed somehow. Stronger than most. So it's a hope. Are y'all still comfortable taking this job? She looks at her group. Yes, I I, I think that, uh, if anything, it is uh, much more interesting now. Old magic. Yes. I'm, I'm very, uh, I would like to uh, see it for uh, myself. Yes. It's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. I look over to Cabal. Like, very I interesting, right? leave the old magic to the rest of you. I'm just there to make sure you don't get your heads bashed in. Oh, yes, that uh, would not be very good. So uh, thank you, Kuval. It seems like everyone is in agreement. Uh, of course, payment will be done once the item is back. And we can talk about further employment after that. Um, thank you for agreeing to take this job. I was at my wit's end. Enjoy the festival tonight, of course. I won't have you work on a new year, at least. And... Uh, let me know if you need anything. I'll be staying here, so. And uh, she will kind of get up. Enjoy the wine. Um, I'm done for the night. Uh, come on there, you two. And uh, they walk out. Sadia's just going to take uh, one of the wine glasses and then just start drinking it. It's festival night. No work. Yes, as she said, not tonight. Uh, we have work now. But not till later, so we might as well celebrate. Yes? Cheers to a new job. Possibly more money. Jekyll takes the wine bottle and pours a glass for everyone around the table. Well, cheers to a good new year, everyone. And as drinks are had, the night goes on. You go to the amphitheater and you watch the play that is a perfect rendition of the occupation of Fordak and their inevitable downfall. You partake in the feast and it is enjoyable. The night ends peacefully with warm food in your bellies, an expensive inn to stay in, and a job in the morning. It is looking to be a ferry good new year the day rings out you all pack up your belongings you head out of the city straight for the burning scarred lands just outside of the city of Amman. burning forests that are blackened and twisted forever ablaze cursed by fordax flame this is a scarred land, scarred by Fordak, cursed by him. Guards and fire ashari, often 
fight within these lands to keep the burning skeletons at bay. When one person falls, they rise again as one of these creatures. But you make your way to the Flame Reach outpost. Those of you who live here know how to get there quickly. You make your way to the large obsidian shard tower erected by the Fire Ashari themselves, taking it upon themselves to help quell the ever flames of the area and dispatch the creatures that rise up. You speak with the guards and they let you in and in front of you, you see a small halfling woman behind a desk in an infirmary filled with people with bandages and burn marks and bombs. You have made it to Flame Reach. What are you all doing here? Uh, are you here to visit someone? There was a person that was attacked, uh, a woman, a few days ago. Um, we were told she was brought here. We're friends of her. Right. Well, the only person who was attacked recently was Lilorin. Well, they're not seeing anyone right now, so... And she looks over you, and she looks kind of like checking you all over, unsure. Well, if she doesn't feel up to seeing anybody, it won't bother her, but maybe we can come back later? Um, maybe, well, if she feels alright. I do have some medicinal herbs if you, if if she needs more. We don't know exactly what happened. Uh, we just... You know, just rumors from the festival. Rumors? What rumors? There was someone who was hurt and they quit. They fit the description of a friend we once knew. And we became extremely worried. Well, her people died. She's the only one that survived. Well, please don't try and heal her with magic. The wounds that she got... Uh, whatever the fire is with that Fordak was combined with reacts poorly to healing magic. So only salves and standard medicine works. That is a, a good bit of information. Um, did, did they bring back any items? All we saw was a pile of burning corpses and yeah, yeah let me take it to Lelorin and uh, they can explain better and as you walk in you see a ghastly sight you see this dragonborn sitting up in this bed wrapped around with gauze and balm there are Extreme burns on their blackened, charred scales. Their eyes are bloodshot and pained, and they seem that they can barely move until you walk in and their head instinctively darts in your direction. What do you people want? Well, mostly just to know what happened. Uh, considering the claw marks and the blade marks on you, I'm assuming not great things happened. Why do you want to know? Was that in business of yours? Uh, we're an interested party. We're an interested party. You're gonna have to give me more than that. You, you went into a, um, a very dangerous place. You knew it was very dangerous. And it's, you are very hurt now and we are just... What could possibly have been so important? Anything that might have been out there. Does this mean something to you personally? No, no, not the job. 
you obviously want something. Something maybe we found or maybe we missed. So I'm going to give you a deal, right? We both work in the same circles. We get hired. We do jobs. We scavenge. I, I, I see your type. My, my friends were the same. I can tell you what happened. And if, if, if what is connected to me is what you want, then you have to take me with you. You are in no shape to travel as it is. It would surely be a death sentence for you. I'm fine. She gets out of bed. I'm fine. I can fight. I have no doubt that you can fight. I doubt that you can fight well. Fighter knows when they are strong and when they are weak. When they are weak, they know to back off. Do you wish to die that much? For me, a um, persuasion there, Kovo, uh, with a boon. 19. You see her. She looks at you, anger in her eyes, frustration burning strong. You see now just the damage with this dragonborn as she gets close to you. The charred scales, the cuts, the fact that standing in itself is an effort. And you see bubbling from the corners of her mouth, green toxic steam, an acid forming, as though she's about to spit at you. But then she chokes and coughs and wheezes. And as she does, she falls back, grabbing herself on the bed, as she slams her fist down angrily. What is so important there? That you feel the need to die for it. They killed them. All of them, my friends. Her family to me. They killed all of them. Then we can get revenge for you. It should be me. It's my fault this happened. You can't get revenge if you die while trying. We can give you what you want. And tell you what happens. But it's no use for you to try and get revenge and then fall before you even get to them they were worth it they would do the same for me I don't doubt that but the best thing you can do for them is to live so me and my group we went out there looking for whatever we could find it wasn't until Jerome found a strange scale-shaped stone and it was like the fire was alive and licking at us it was like nothing we'd seen before and then they came it wasn't the burning skeletons no we had already taken a few of those down they're easy you just gotta keep your distance no these were lizard folk but not like any other lizard folk we'd seen before. Their scales were dark and crimson, and their eyes... Gods, their eyes, there was a burning to them. They just cut everyone down, one after the other. Their leader was a lizard folk like them, but a giant hulking one, at least seven feet tall. They called him Ishrak. Ishrak was his name. The last thing I remember, they were heading down south on the Emerald Path. You were given the chance to get away and to live. Don't take that for granted. I know it hurts now, but it will get easier with time and we will try and find these people and repay what they did to you at least I will make them pay she coughs again and Marigo kind of comes over and offers some, some tea and she just kind of says I think it's time for you to go 
And as this conversation is happening, on the outside, waiting for all of you, Adrian, what are you doing? Um, so to the to the guard right there. So, how you doing? I'm fine. You? I'm glad you asked. I don't know. I'm really kind of stressed. I, I'm wondering if I have friends and... In, like, life, or... You know, yes, actually. But you're... You're doing amazing things. What made you decide to... To make this stand, to be here? Once Fordak was defeated, we saw it was our duty to help tame the wildfire that was left behind. I, I give them five copper. That's not a bribe, I promise. That was a gift. I just appreciated the knowledge, because usually people think that I have ulterior motives when I'm being blunt, apparently. Thank you. I'll buy some vegetables. Yeah, I, I don't know. You you give nice people gifts, I think? Ably. Um, this uh, young man here is, un- is concerned he doesn't have friends. And she just looks, and uh, she just says, Why are you always talking to people so much? In retrospect, that was my fault. I'm sorry. Um, I would suggest us speaking with them. If they're your friends, they'll understand. If they're not, then you'll get a response. Oh, no. There's a possibility they might not be. Oh, and then he kind of like paces and starts walking around in circles. Adrian, can you run me a perception check? That's a 20. Natural. You see hiding amongst the trees with long red hair, a mask, and wearing dark armor. The same guard that was standing behind Phineas is now watching you from the shadow of the trees. They haven't noticed that you've seen them yet. What do you do? I walk to Farah and say, I don't think they're dangerous, but we do have watching eyes. Could you wait here for a moment? I'll be right back. And I promise that I won't do anything stupid. As you go around the corner, they're gone. Nowhere to be seen. It seems you spooked them. I say very loudly, if you're going to watch, at least come closer, because I don't like being followed. And I can be very loud about it. I won't tell them, but if you're going to do it, at least be honest. Yeah, you don't hear anything back. And as you're there, looking for this person, not seeing anything, you see your friends return. All of them. Adrian? You okay? You are smiling. Were you out here doing something? I found a rat. That doesn't seem very exciting for you. No, no, it really wasn't. It ran away. Oh, well, I'm sorry. We did manage to find some information. Apparently there is a seven-foot-tall, very scary figure that, um, unfortunately killed most of the party of this person who remains. And uh, they they took the the magical item we are looking for this this um the stone scale and they have headed uh south towards the emerald path with it. Wonderful. So we are going south then. Agent, have you been feeling all right? You've been quiet. That's usually more talkative. I want to make sure all of you um can shine. I mean, I, I, I personally, personally really like when you talk and I don't have to talk so much, but uh, it's okay if you don't want, if you're not feeling like it. We, we are doing okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm wonderful. And you see me uh, fidget with my knives a little bit, uh, which is something that, uh, Jacqueline, you definitely know I do when I'm nervous. <laughs> Adrian, tell me the truth. Is something wrong? Yes, but we can talk about that later. Also, the guard was following us and just ran away. It wasn't a real rat. 
So, so. Yes, so, yes, we are all. Yes, Jacqueline like reaches up and like <laughs> projects like, oh, we're doing the like speaking publicly now. Yes, we are. We are headed south. That is the plan. Um, Why are we shouting? I do love warmer weather. Are you okay? Yes, we might. We should proceed along. Why are you speaking so loudly? South. Uh, yes, everything is uh most certainly fine, and we are proceeding along because um we do have a time limit on this one, and we should go and try and see. And also, this this person has done much. Uh, a lot of murder, and we should probably stop them. Okay, is is there anything anyone would want to do before we move on? I I would like us all to stop shouting. It's a little weird. Yeah, that's not usually great for for what we do. Oh, but I thought this was a thing. It cheered up Adrian, and I thought you know that we were all gonna do it. I I didn't need cheering up. I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, I I would I would be almost shocked if the shadow of mine wasn't like like it you can't really see it cuz the shadow but like arms crossed and like the head tilt. So you're you're saying one thing but your shadow looks different. But, well, it always looks different. I might be possessed. Hm. Yes, but you're saying it's like you're saying yes and then your shadow is saying no. I think that Adrian is fine. We should get moving and have our conversations on the road. And as this conversation continues on, you make your way down the Emerald Path. It is a cloudless, beautiful day. And much like the name suggests, the verdant green land sparkles like emeralds. As the wind sweeps across, rich with salt from the Osmond Sea, you see off to the west and the horizon, trade ships sailing the ocean, perhaps coming from or going to Isilra or Marquette. Further on, you see high-peaked mountains where you all know the Emerald Outpost is kept. And as the day moves on to a calm, crisp night, you may camp. And in the middle of watch that night, Zadia, you are up. Please give me a perception check. Seventy. You hear a twig snap behind you. Instantly grab my staff, and look backwards. You turn around and you see, walking up slowly, you see in black clothes the masked guard. I will ready my staff. They stand up. You've gotten better. I take off the mask. Um, she goes over to her and just, just quietly not to, like, wake anybody. She's like, Kali, hi. Hello, hi. And she just hugs her. As you hug her, her mask falls away. She hugs you deeply, and we see cascading red hair that falls away to show her half orcan features. She has soft, light green complexion, strong jawline, but delicate, sparkling eyes. And as she looks up at you, she smiles, moving her hair out of her face and around her ear. It has been a while, Sadia. I've missed you. I've missed you too. The, the mask is new. Why didn't you let me know you were there before? It has been too long. I was working. I didn't want you to know it would skew your judgment and taking the off-runner. I've only been recently working with Phineas. Is she good for her word? Yes. Uh, from what I've seen, she has. She's p p paid for my gear. It looks good on you. And for the mask, uh, I feel like I'm being hunted. A number of mm, contacts that I know 
some half orcs, some orcs. They've either gone silent or they've disappeared completely. Well, they should have found each other sooner then. That's. Uh, are you. Alright, are you supposed to come with us? No, I wanted to see you. Oh. <laughs> I am. I'm doing fine. I'm traveling with these people. They're, they're all strange, but uh, I like strange. Yes, I never suspected you to travel with people before. No, I mean, it was just you. Well, circumstances came up, and I traveled with you sometimes. Well, I just wanted to make sure you were arrived. Yes, uh, do, do you want to stay for the night? I, but it's dangerous traveling alone in the night. Fine, but I'll get up before the next watch. And uh, she smiles and kind of puts the mask on her hip and uh, sits down. And she doesn't really talk much. Um, she seems lost in thought. And she seems to be staring at the fire a lot. And... Uh, she seems to be enjoying your company, but she seems very lost in herself. Kali, are you alright? Uh, yes. I'm just... She kind of like chucks a rock in the air. Fire, I'm just missing home. Have you thought about... going back? No. But... Festivals, you know? I miss them too. Even if I went back now, I don't think... I don't think things would be alright. We kind of left in a... particular circumstance. <laughs> you could travel with us, and we like old times. Just more people. Are you sure you don't... you're not able to stay for this job? I've missed you quite a bit. Rolls her eyes, and this is fine. I can introduce you to everyone. They're nice, I promise. Well, strange, but nice. Zadia will just start talking to her again, but she's kind of behind her. She starts braiding her hair. Adrian, you wake up. You see some new in camp sitting very close to Sadia, kind of like quietly laughing. Do they look familiar? They're wearing the same armor, yeah, and you see the, the mask on the hip. I want to sneak up. As you get close, a uh, throwing knife thrown your direction, and you see uh, Kali's head turn. No, that's just Adrian. That's just, he likes to sneak up on people sometimes. I'm going to throw a dagger past her. Adrian, you were sneaking up on us. Then don't be rude. You threw first. And she was following us without saying anything. She's a friend. She was just trying to make sure I was alright. How would I know that? Why are you so grumpy? I go up and grab my dagger. And there's like a look of disappointment in his face. It's my turn. Why are you so upset? You people seem to have unrealistic expectations of how people should act. Yet when someone asks for the same, there's criticism for not knowing things that only you knew. Fairness is earned. That's what I was taught. Fairness is given. Adrian. Don't know. You know no, what? You're I, right. No, it I was understand. Your friend, no, Adrian, please. I no. didn't know, Adrian. and I should have asked, and I should have taken the time, Adrian, even after a knife was thrown I, at I me. I understand. I'm unpromptedly. sorry. No, 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 no. You're right, you're right. I didn't and I go climb I'm just gonna climb a tree. <laughs> I understand you throwing a knife back, but I'm just saying that they didn't know it was you. If anything, if it was somebody else, I would have been safe, and I feel like you should be proud of that. Or at least impressed. I'm sorry. I appreciate you. Strange, but nice sometimes. If you go to sleep, you can sleep with me. Yeah, I'll sleep uh, next to you, yeah. I mean, yes, that's what yeah, I uh, meant. Right, okay. Where else would <laughs> you sleep? Away. Oh, all right. Good night. Good night. Why is everybody asking so weird?
She kind of just shakes her heads and moves back. Goes back to her sleeping tent area, whatever. And as you all wake up, the sun is shining. But as you all look to the skies, you see it. In the distance, you see black pluming smoke. That's not good. Do you all know what we're looking for? You said six, seven feet tall, but what are they? It's lizard people, but it's stronger and faster and red and tall. Kali or Adrian, did you see what made that smoke? Everyone, this is Kali. She'll be traveling with us. She's a friend. Hello. I was tailing you for a bit, seeing how you worked. I look at Jacqueline and say rat. Ah, this is the rat. Oh, hello. That's, that's not nice. Oh, it was just, I'm sorry. This is a misunderstanding. It uh, was just a signal for not giving away a secret that um, Adrian had had come on to the fact that someone was following us. I'm surprised that you were able to see her. Most people aren't, so that means you're really good at looking for things. Adrian is very sneaky and very good at seeing other people who are <laughs> sneaky also. <laughs> oh, but it's true! I think you and Kali would get along if you gave each other a try. I know you started off on the wrong foot. Nice were thrown. It was an accident. And I just, I just look at Kali. Was it an accident? I'm in a stranger's camp. Someone was sneaking up behind me. I instinct. I think you should say sorry, Kali, to Adrian. Yes, um, not good with people. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I threw the knife at you. I want you to know that I am in the back with Kaval, and I'm trying. I'm sharing like whatever jason brought for breakfast i think that um really the time for debating whether or not she can come along is not now perhaps we should go investigate smoke right smoke sorry and as you all make your way towards this burning column of smoke you arrive and you see a massacre wagons torn off to the side brutalized animals torn asunder you see a number of arms of iman sprawled out dead blood everywhere and what looks to be a trader caravan the bodyguards decimated, and you see two large, scaly bodies amongst the wreckage. What do you do? I just want to like charge towards it. Why do I keep my